Ladies and gentlemen, please now make welcome. Low IQ and no teeth, the Bigfooty Collingwood podcast. My name's Dominic, and with my team of Collingwood Tragics, we're going to go through the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and all of the bizarre crap in between that is being a Collingwood supporter. And this week, unfortunately, we're coming to you off our ninth loss of the season, a 24-point defeat to Hawthorne at the G on Sunday. And the realisation that uh, finals look out of the picture, so it's a time for acceptance, a time to accept that for the fourth year in a row, we're not going to play finals. Mm, the roll's over, is it? A time to accept <laughs> that Nathan Buckley's in big trouble and he's got too much to save his job and do a decent sales pitch. A time to accept that the list management and selection policy week to week has massive problems. So as I go around the table and talk to the people that are uh, joining me tonight, I'm going to ask them what have they found hard to accept in football and in life. To my left, he had written off the game on Thursday afternoon when selection had come out. Before the result, he was ahead of his time. Saliba. <laughs> yes, um, unfortunately I was. And uh, last week I said that um, I'm done with Buckley, as in I can never, I never think that I'll never change my mind about it. I, after the point. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I had to accept. So you can't be one over. Yeah, I can't be one over. I said, you know what? Stop being one over, buddy. <laughs> They're bullying you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what I... But um, the thing that I uh, found it hard to accept in, in real life was um, my mum's friend request on Facebook. Oh. Yeah, she sent me this friend request in 2013 and um, I was in Mexico. There? And... Um, <laughs> To see how good I was, and I didn't really want to accept her because, you know, having yeah. your mum on Facebook, you know, sure enough, man, embarrassed yeah. me and stuff like that. <laughs> but I was—I didn't think that I would. I was just going to do it. And then my mate Zemo next to me said, "If you do that, you, I'll lose respect for you." And I didn't need any other excuse than that. I was just like, "Well, all right." <laughs> so then, four years later, um, <laughs> I still hadn't done it. And then I, I did it when I went to um, Europe. After, all right, I'll do it. So I went to Europe and. Um, then she wrote on my wall something like, uh, my messenger isn't working, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently in Malta. <laughs> and then went on and I, I didn't... My hey, Andrew, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> it got no response from hey. me. Yeah. It, it could be worse. Do you remember when Matt's mum went through and liked all of his happy birthday messages for him? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I do. Every, I don't single, one, that. I don't every single person that commented on Matt's wall saying happy birthday, she went through and liked it. And then Matt's status was, um, thanks for the birthday message. I would go through and like them all, but my mum's already done it for me. <laughs> Matt's our friend, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you for the life story. To his left, uh, he's like his hero, Chris Main. He spent a couple of weeks in the twos, but he's back in the seniors ready yeah. to talk some football. Louis. Yes, yes. Look, I watched the game with my dad, who's a avid Hawthorne supporter, so it was grueling. Um, but I, I was just telling the guys before the cast, and I probably wasted a little bit of my dreams before the cast, uh, my dad was saying, you know, he, he started converting, he started telling me what Collingwood should be doing. He's like, they should pass the ball yeah, to the person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know, Dad, I know. <laughs> Um, but look, uh, look, it, it was it was very disappointing. Um, uh, I've, the whole year, and you guys know, the whole year I've been with confidence, and I, and I thought you were going to say the whole Chris year. Man. All I've wanted is for May to play. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe May will play. Maybe he will play. But uh, you guys know I've been so optimistic about this year, and I've 
uh, I've been, you know, saying next week, you know, you will get it going, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm, I'm really, like, I'm, I'm just upset. We lost our optimist. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm done. Me and, Louis, <laughs> me and Louis have sat there waiting for a train that the never roll. came. Yes. Dom was sitting on that roll. I waited to look at Dom like, yep, we did it. <laughs> we did it. What have you had trouble accepting? We just fucking suck. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I, no, I think, I, I think uh, a few selection woes, um, I think that definitely had an um, impact on the game. Mm. Indeed. Okay. Armed with her pen and semi-sharp wit, she's ready to put a line through quite a few Collingwood careers tonight. Bianca. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, it was just like everyone else. The game was the most disappointing day of ever. But I think the, the thing that I've had trouble accepting for quite a few years now is Heath Shaw leaving Collingwood. <laughs> I bring it up once a week. Yeah, God. It's horrible. Fair enough. But that and that I'm a lactose intolerant and I just want cheese and crackers. <laughs> Can't accept it. I don't know if I could live in a world where I couldn't have cheese. I still have it and then I just feel shit for six hours. Yeah. That's how it is. Cool. That's what yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's already booked holidays for September Absolutely. and he's looked ahead to the cricket calendar to see if he can get any joy out of the rest of this year. Mikey. Uh, well, I don't think the cricket will bring me joy. <laughs> <laughs> The players have heard so. Oh yeah. Right. So be watching the twos there as well. Maybe next year. No, look. So I've actually had trouble accepting is the fact that we never really saw a Dane Swan farewell year. Like, oh, you know, like came out round one, injured in the first quarter, and then it was like, that's it. Yeah. I want to yeah. see it. Yeah. Come back. It's, um, but it's not instead, we got Daniel Wells for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris Mayne for none. Yeah, well, he was there for it. You didn't even notice him. <laughs> he, was, he was in the side. He was there for what? Oh, he okay. was too. Remember when yeah. Louis said that he loved him? Yeah. 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 That was absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Louis. Did a few good things. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I have had trouble accepting in life is the ending of Sopranos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The last Do you still have my DVDs of Sopranos? I gave it back because one of your brother's friends wanted to watch okay. it. Okay, all good. Sorry. All right, did you sort that out? <laughs> <laughs> and in football, Quentin Young's dropped mark against Gold Coast that oh, cost us that game. Yep. <clears throat> Gold it ruined our flag chance for that year. I had his pin for the flag until that moment. Dom, you have his pin for the flag every single year. <laughs> you all have his pin. Dom, I was at that game. Oh. I was at the game at Metricon Stadium and, yeah, we were too. and when we lost the game we because well, obviously we were on the comeback and we all mm-hmm. felt good about everything like mm-hmm. we were uh, half a bottle of vodka down there was about 10 of us when things turned we tried to get out of the stadium and there's only two exits oh public right and then there's uh, then there's like buses the lines were crazy crazy you can queue for the taxi or you can get the buses my cousin Brad, like, we jumped a gate, we ran, we tried to get to, like, oh. so we can, like, call a taxi to a different location. <laughs> it was just a, a shittest, the shittest enough. thing, yeah, we couldn't get out of the Gold Coast fast enough. Like, <laughs> it was the fucking worst thing ever. Oh, dear. All right. I think the game against Hawthorne kind of encapsulated the whole season. Uh, you know, the two high-priced recruits don't play. Mm. One's injured, one's just not good enough. Failures. Um... We went missing for large part, patches of the game. You know, start out like a house on fire, then the next 30 minutes is an abortion. Um, the best opposition midfielder was best on ground. 
while our best tagger was playing at centre half forward and getting about six touches. Mm-hmm. Um, the forward line looked dysfunctional. Our midfield uh, promised a lot and delivered very little. Uh, we couldn't hit a target. We couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. We couldn't hit water if we fell out of a boat. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've run out of angry things to say. You <laughs> did really well. Though. But yeah, look. <laughs> so, Saliba, I, I know we're we're going to um, air some grievances later. But did you watch the game? And, and when did you think, you know, oh, you know, it's Grand Old Day. Here we go again. Um, to be honest, I it was in the it was in the first quarter when we kicked the first two goals yeah. and it looked like hey it looks like we're gonna mm. we're gonna beat Time them because we're a better side right yeah. and then they when they kicked kicked, the kicked away six. that's when it felt like ground on day for me mm-hmm. but I always thought we were gonna win especially when we were up at three quarter time mm. yeah. it's disappointing in the final quarter it did feel like we were chasing our tails after the, the first quarter like just the whole time and if if we had of maybe not lost the plot in the first quarter we would have had a better chance but I think Halfway through the last quarter, it just seemed like we can't play a full game of football. Like, we were tired or we were just making stupid mistakes. Yeah. Uh, well, there shouldn't be any excuses. We had, like, an eight-day break or a seven-day yeah. break. Um, have we played we, a full quarter of, of a game no. of football all year? No, we I haven't. Think so. There's been no four-quarter effort. We had, like, no. nearly one of our strongest sides as well. Like, there's a couple of outs there, but... Well, that, mean, yeah. We had, like, our top ten from last year playing or, still, hmm. like... And that's a disappointing. It has to be our strongest side if you're not picking Reed to play. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't bemoan about injuries if there's. I think the only guy that's missing is is Daniel Wells and maybe Varco was in the VFL. Yeah, like all of the top ten for BNFs are playing. Playing. Uh, Ben Reed was dropped on form after he got twenty touches and a goal the week before. He's in our best side every every week. He's in against the Hawthorne side that was missing at least a dozen of their best twenty-two and all of their backline. Uh, like you guys, I thought the whole day I thought we we had it in the bag, and then halfway through the fourth quarter, the acceptance just yeah. like the denial dropped, and the yeah. acceptance of actually we're nowhere near where, mm. where we, we should, should be. be, where I thought we would be. Yeah. Uh, we're going to lose this game, and the season is completely over. Yeah, and you know, it was I looked around, there wasn't much anger in the stands. There was a lot of common people just accepting like the, the shoulders were dropped it was like oh well, okay here we are again we've we, got practice we know the feeling we're used to we've it we've been here yeah, yeah for sure we've been there too much what did you um what did you find that was good about the game did you did you find any positives from it well uh, we talked about it over the last couple of weeks Jordan Dugowie yeah in the midfield finally. wow just finally I mean it's something that should have happened early in the year obviously maybe if he didn't amazing. break his hand yeah. But he moved into the midfield and made, I reckon, a couple of players um, expendable. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. side bottom. Broomhead. Uh, Broomhead. Broomhead's definitely. If you put Dugowie in the midfield and he's a bull, he can also release Chalor to the outside to play the role that he's supposed to play. Yeah. More of an attacking role. Uh, I'd love to see him do it for the rest of the year, for the next couple of months, and, sh- and give us some excitement for next year. But that was obvious, the obvious big takeaway of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Surely. So surely after seeing that, Bucks has to keep him there. Like, there's no way after seeing that game from him, you know, like next week. There'd be no oh, reason okay, to Okay, you're back him. on the half. Well, he could now. go back to the VFL. Who knows? He has that. to. He has yeah. to. Stay I think he will. He started. He, the goal he started in the middle, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Off the back of the last game, so I think he's going to remain there. The other real good story of the day was Josh Thomas. Oh. Yeah. 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 JT. I thought he played maybe his best game I've ever seen him play. Like, 
I just, it's hard to really remember. He was so yeah. excited. Well, it's really professional for him to come back from the side and just take off where he you know, left off. Yeah. I think that's great. He died a bit in the last quarter, but that's sort of what you'd expect. Yeah. yeah. The changeover from BFL to AFL got him in the end. Yeah. But he was—he surprised me. I didn't expect that much out of him. In the first couple that. of quarters, he was mm. one of our best players. He was well, really good. Love seeing him kick at that goal. That was really good. Yeah. That was really good. Was it Dugowie to JT and then he kicked the goal? Yeah. Yeah. They formed a, a little bit of a double act during did. the game. They yeah. did. Mm. There was another bit that JT did where he... He wasn't even looking. He sort of just kicked it. I think he kicked it for, oh, to for he solo. Oh, Faz in the yeah. forward line. Well, yeah. That's just, right. Yeah, the accidental good pass. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, he's got, I think he's... I had him written off. I think he's got two months now to save his career, and I think he may be able to do it. I think so. Mm-hmm. If he um, remains with that same form and obviously builds upon being able to play four well, quarters in the we need to, We also need the depth. We need the midfield depth. We need the half-forward flank depth. Yeah. He can bring that. What about Cox? Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing I found hard to accept. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he played well. The big spastic he played kicked, well. He, he played kicked well. straight. He kicked yeah. straight. He, he kicked straight. Played, played well. Took a couple He's of marks. Special, yeah, uh, it was funny. It was typical Collingwood that he's marking everything, kicking straight, and then we didn't kick it to him for two quarters. Yeah, yeah. We did not find him for two quarters. There was no We're kicking it at his feet. The tallest person in the freaking yeah. team kicking it at his feet. It was yeah. uh, we, you know, with a Hawthorne with an undermanned defence, and this guy like, well, hang on, this is his day here. He had yeah. three at half time. All they had to do was put it in the air. Yeah, they just put, put it, it in the air, exactly. Three. Yeah. For Solo, they did a really nice kick to him. I think it was for his second or, or, or first. Yeah. Goal. Uh, solo was, was another one that played quite well. He seems to have found his straight kick. I think Fasolo alongside Cox would be a good... Mm. That one week off really did him well. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Um, it was good to have Billy Elliott back, but it still wasn't the same guy that had been dominating no. for, you know, for the month before he got injured. I hope we'll have to wait for next year now to see him really, yeah. I think, fire. I don't think he can pull together 22 games. You don't? Injury? No, he or... said it two years ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. When's he played a full season? Him and Darcy Moore, both of them. Mm. Yeah. That's what was one of the problems at the start of the year. You're relying on Darcy Moore to be the focal point up forward. He's never played in 22 games. Yeah. Have well, you um, changed your mind about Phillips? Well. How did you feel about Phillips on the weekend? I, I thought know. he was really good. Oh, yeah. He was also a turnover. Turnover, turnover the ball yeah. a lot. He did. I think that's, what, that's what's going to happen. I don't think he's still quite, quite young. <laughs> but no, he, I, I thought he was pretty... I think he was pretty good. And I think that that's what happens when, you, when you're 20 years old. You might have a few... Uh, turnovers. Yeah, I see. He just I already seems said like he plays with a bit of heart. Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't he like Phillips enough. <laughs> <laughs> like him more. I like him more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, in the spirit of Frank Costanza of Seinfeld, <laughs> in the spirit of Festivus, we're going to have the airing of grievances. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. So I have three points about the coaching. And um, I'm going to start with the comment, the, the famous or infamous now comment that Paul Roos uh, said in the media. Yep. He said that Collins' list strategy has been appalling. Yep. And on the ladder in the Herald Sun, it said, just an honest side that clearly isn't good enough. And this really angered me. I was, I reckon it's bullshit. Alright? Um, so we beat this team, Hawthorne, by eight goals after quarter time six weeks ago. Six mm. weeks ago. Yeah, um, And people say it has nothing to do with the coach. So, uh, they simply aren't looking at the evidence. You know, I'd like to consider myself the closest to a scientist amongst us. I'd, I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because I watched you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
And he would get really angry that no one's like finding using the evidence and then um, making their opinion about that. They're just sort of saying, well, it's, it's the players, you know. So I have three pieces of evidence of horrendous coaching on the weekend that I want to prove it. Now, what do you guys think about the, the players versus the coach? Do you mean, it, is it the players or the coach? Yeah. Or? So I think it's both. has to be both. I, I think uh, the list management is so far out of whack with the game plan that it's, it's become to the state where it just it doesn't work. And it's more, I think, well, look, it's obviously the selection is the coach, the game plan is the coach. But the, the recruiting uh, strategy and the list management and the way the players that we've brought in to fill holes in the list mm. is, is Derek Hine. Well, I reckon the drafting is, is good, but the recruiting from other teams is horrendous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So a big part of that would be Derek Hine. Like he, so we, have a, a, we go into the season with holes in the forward line, we have uh, holes in the midfield, and we, we get D- Daniel Wells at 32... At, on a three-year deal with calf problems and pre-existing injury concerns. Maine. And Chris Mayne for four years on big money when he was nothing but a, a half-forward flanker at the best... Just an average... Jesse White, right? Quinton Lynch, uh, other examples. Yeah. Quinton L- Young as well, which were failed examples. Yeah. Mm. And the, the better examples aren't really setting the world on fire. Like, so obviously, like every club, we have good recruits. Like A lot of the young guys we've picked up have done well. Howe would be probably one of our better ones. Howe, yeah. I would say Crisp was a good pick-up. Yep. I think Will Hoskin Elliott's going to turn to be a good recruit. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Lyndon Dunn looks like he's uh, suited and need in the back line. Yep. Yeah. He's we, not got... Look, I'm not, not saying by any means that it, they're all failures. No, definitely not. But this was a key summer, and we have failed so massively on the money that we spent. We mm-hmm. may as well have spent nothing at all mm-hmm. and kept cash for a big free agent this year. Yes. Because Maine and Wells have done nothing. They've added nothing. And they're on the books at big money for another three years. Yeah. All right. So my first thing here is I wanted to just start with this quote. A good carpenter never blames his tools. All right. I think tactically we were outcoached against Port, tactically. But against the Hawks, Alistair just knew what he was doing. He just simply tagged pedals and how. Mm. was pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. So my first point is how. He had a howler, I reckon. Eight turnovers... Um, he dropped a few marks that he usually would take in. His direct opponent was who was tagging him, kicked two goals. I called it early, he should have been swung forward. And who I would have switched him with was Ben Reid, whom I would have obviously selected. <laughs> uh, 75% efficiency last week at 20 disposals, six intercept possessions, eight marks, and a goal. Zero tackles he did have, but Drop him. from five weeks off, including the bye... How is that out of form? Yeah, mm. I don't know. That's my grievance of the week for Ben Reid. You want more talent on the field, not less. So if, if there's too many key defenders and one of them, two of them can play forward, you put more talent on the field. And you put them forward. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so if, Especially if you, with... Ben Reid, you play and you swing how forward. So you play Ben, Ru- ben Reid loose and how forward. And so you don't become predictable. That's the problem... We just lack imagination. And that player isn't going to tag Reed out of the game because he's a tall back. Exactly. Yeah. And if you can't coach an All-Australian in, <laughs> and find a spot in, the, in, in your side, what the hell are you doing? Did, didn't we draft him to be a forward? Yes, we drafted we him to be a forward, but yeah. remember he had the, hit that um, stuttery run-up like Ben Kennedy? Too, um, yeah. Not Ben Kennedy, um, Josh. Kennedy, Josh Kennedy. Josh Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, 
I remember Brendan Favola and uh, Nathan Brown both laughing together and <laughs> <laughs> watching that. Um, so my second point, stop, I want to be angry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Stop calming me down. <laughs> second point is, why the hell hasn't been, where, why have we been hiding the goalie in the forward line the whole year? Who is this player? I've been calling him for, for ages. Broomhead's 20 disposals wasn't bad, but he's been averaging 17 this year. I don't understand why you would rather start him in the middle. I don't know. Completely agree. I don't understand it either. Do you think it's some sort of like Buckley's just anger at him for the hand thing? <laughs> well, no, it's, Break your fucking hand! It's, a, it's him filling a hole from the, from the deficiencies in our forward line. Mm. So Jordan Goey should have been a midfielder all year, but because our forward line's inept, we rob Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. And it doesn't work out and we, get, and we lose on both fronts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My third point and final point. In 2004, Levi Greenwood averaged 25 disposals in North Melbourne. Why did we recruit Levi Greenwood? I have no idea. Because we use him as a half forward. This year he's averaging 16.7. Which, I mean, so we're playing, instead we're playing uh, Broomhead in the middle. Tom Mitchell got 50 possessions against us last time we met. This time he got 30-odd and kicked two goals. Are you dumb? <laughs> Greenwood pants Selwood earlier in the year. Why did you only do this once? Yeah. But he's he can still be still be a midfielder. Like, yeah. why can't he be a midfielder if he's not a tagger? He averaged twenty five. I don't know. I don't. Why did you recruit him? I don't understand. I'm and I would have switched him earlier with Sidebottom. And I'm sorry, Louis. I know you're a big Sidebottom fan, but he's not a midfielder. His forward passes on the weekend were disgusting. Yeah, Mikey, you had a point on that too. Yeah, so my little grievance here sort of flows with that, and it's I've noticed it basically most of our games this year. When we're losing, things aren't working, uh, game plan style, whatever. Our coach does not seem to want to make any form of change throughout the game, whether mm. it's put someone forward back into the midfield, tag as Greenwood should be bloody tagging Mitchell on the weekend. It's just all year it's the same thing. He just persists with his stupid game plan which is Waits not for it to work. working and he's just expecting it to work yeah. Yeah, I've been saying that sometimes you've got to make the damn call yeah. yeah. so I think our style of play is similar to most other clubs you know the high pressure handball out of trouble you know um, take the ball through the middle when you can but it's the the, the the positional stuff the matchups that we just have no imagination with like the Greenwood thing that you're just talking about um Look, sometimes he has worked forward this year and he's been great. The pressure, the goals, he's been fantastic. He's been a barometer. The hole yeah. There, yeah, I but think it's a testament to his, him just being a good footballer. Yeah, being versatile. But yeah. other times, when a player gets off the chain, tag him and for the love of God. He's the right player. To Cha- he's proven that he can yeah. do it. So change your plan. Like, I'm sick of oh, look, plan A is not working. What should we do? Try plan A harder. <laughs> yeah. But going into the game, he got 50 possessions six weeks, weeks ago. Should, yeah, it That's insane. He should have had He's a guy on him. To, to have amazing games after he played us as well. So Gar- why do we have... Why Guaranteed. Do we, recruit, we recruited this player. Do For we only, that role. My question is, do we only recruit players that want to come to no, we At the time, we recruited him because we needed a, a mature body because Dane Beams had gone to Brisbane. Yeah. And it was, it, we got him, Crisp, and Dugowie out of the Dan Beams deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we wanted the midfield depth. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the problem was the four-year deal, and then we get H, and then we get Broom. Like, we try four or five different guys in one position. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Greenwood is thinking, like, what, do I, what am I training for? Like, what kind of football am I supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Guaranteed every common supporter was thinking, why the hell aren't we tagging 
Mitchell. Yeah. Guaranteed. Collingwood mm. supporters, commentators, all the media. Everyone would think everyone. the exact same thing. Like everyone children. <laughs> children. <laughs> Elderly. <laughs> the corresponding game six weeks ago, Scott Penderbury's best on ground. Gets 10 coaches' votes, 30-something touches, couple of goals, uh, inspirational, electrifying. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne put a heavy tag on him and it shut down our midfield. Yeah, we right. can't make that adjustment like they did for the guy that got 50 touches. Yeah. Coach is too stubborn. We should have won. We, we should have won the game. It's it's one of those things where I understand why we lost against Port because we probably weren't good enough. But we clearly were. We got back into the contest despite being so far down. Look, it's yeah. one of the, it's one of those games. It's like every other loss we've had this year. We've been in a position to win. We've kicked ourselves out of it. We've done the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah. It's Buckley's, just a, Buckley, another one in the long basket of yeah. Buckley's biggest excuse was that most of our players are too young and they're going to play their best football in five years. But you look at the the team that bet us. Hawthorne, all their best players were under 25. Tom Mitchell's 24, Burton's 20, Daniel Howe's 21, Cicely's 22, uh, Billy's 22. Yeah. So you can't really make that excuse. Those those players were playing without much passion. It's a joke. Did you watch the press conference? Though? Yeah. The reason he said that was that he was he was sort of defending. He was sort of sticking up for the players. Yeah. So he was the whole time he was there. He was sort of being attacked and like he handled it well. But, like, as well as you could have. Yeah. He said some stupid things, though. And the thing that annoyed me the most out of that press conference was that he said... He, they said, um, are you happy with the expectations for... Um, that was not, a stupid question. Yeah. yeah, no, that was... No, no, stupid. I think it was stupid what he said. He said, well, expectations change from week to week. <laughs> no, they fucking don't. You, want to you don't at the start of the season. I didn't even understand his answer. He said something about reality. But I don't know where the expectations come from. Yeah, it didn't make sense. From. It didn't at make the sense. start of the season, if you get Daniel Wells into your side, you're planning yeah. to make finals. Yeah. You're, you're planning, this is, I'm throwing it all in, I'm throwing it all in. Expectations don't change from week to week. It's win the game of football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the problem is, at Collingwood have either overrated the list or haven't sold the list properly. Like, so they sell the idea of finals to us, right? Mm-hmm. They sell the idea of the rebuild. They sell the idea of going down to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not where like... Where are we? Where is the, so the expectation is... what We're only expecting what you've sold to us. Yeah, exactly. Like, we haven't made this shit up from nowhere. Yeah. This is what you've you told, told us, us to expect. Year, it's yeah. not even that. It's the fact that if you're a supporter of uh, any sporting team, you want to see improvement. That's all you want to see. You don't want to see your team... You don't even need, want to see your team win. Yeah. You want to see your team week to week show you something and improve. And for six years... We're getting worse and worse. We've been making the same mistakes. Yeah. See, I won't buy the six-year argument like I got into a war on Big Footy I today. <laughs> I, I won't buy... Look, I'll buy that there's massive problems, but I won't buy the whole six-year decline thing because I, yeah, I, he walked into a job where they were coming off two grand, fi- two grand finals. Yeah. You, the only way to go is down from there. And... In 2012, we had our injury problems and still won 10 in a row and played in a prelim. Mm-hmm. 2013, the problems were evident. You know, he lost the playing group. And then in 2014, that was, okay, let's start the rebuild. So, 14, 15, 16... No, it was rebuild on the run. That's what we were well, being sold. Yeah, well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. This is what the, the selling of what they're doing is wrong. So, it changes. So, okay, we're doing a rebuild on the run. We should be right... Gary Pert's telling us premierships by 2017. Yeah. Then a couple of years later, oh, look, we'll emerge in a premiership race with GWS and the Bulldogs, um, and we'll be okay. Well, the Bulldogs won the flag last year, and GWS are top of the ladder looked this like year, yeah. and we still haven't made finals. Yeah. Like, still haven't looked like making finals. Yeah. 
It's the, it's the the selling of our position that's wrong. Mm. And that's what split the fan base because half of the fans can go, this is absolute shit. You've lost, you know, you've wasted six years of our the lives. Realists. And the other one will go, well, you know what, we can see what's going on, but you've just done a horrible job of selling this, yeah. this to us. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, the, you know, there's some things that you have, you, we're not in control of. Yeah. yeah. But a big problem with that is the one selling it is Buckley a lot of the time. And, and if you have a remark yeah. of that, he even said it in the press conference when he yeah. said, well, it changes week to week. Well, that's well, I had the, the, the... That's what you're saying. He changed and changed again in the press conference when he said, oh, these guys hit their best football in their late 20s. And then he said that the core is in their young 20s. Yeah. So, like, should we wait another four or five years before we buy memberships? Like, it, the message continually, continually changes. I think he said that because he had his back, back against the wall. There was yeah. someone on the um, Big Footy forum that said, I just watched the press run, I have to say, Buckley should go into po- politics. Despite all the facts that point to the contrary, when I listen to this guy, I believe and start supporting him again. He has to go, but God damn, he has a good, he's a good spin doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was Ottoman. He's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. I'll ask you guys this, but seven, with seven rounds to go, um, what do you think the story's going to tell? I mean, do you think we're, if we end up winning the majority of the games, maybe five games out of seven, right? Out of eight. Out of eight. Uh, out of eight, sorry. Do you guys, where, where do we end up? Do you think we end up around like 10th? I, I hope we finish low as possible yeah. well, for the future. But if we finish 10th or 9th, what do you guys Where's think? Stand? Where do you what do you feel about the whole situation? Does that change your feelings right now? I would feel absolutely nothing. Yeah. Finishing tenth is so pointless. I understand it's that. It's gonna be another waste of it a waste of a year. Like why? Like I, I, I mean I will, on I will the back not, of our loss of thirty points is the worst game that we've played. If um, at this point we start playing young youngins and we start debuting a few more players and yeah. we if we win five games out of eight, I'd yeah. be happy with that. Because you get to see the young players improve and, and, and play some AFL. Yeah. If we keep playing this side and, and telling ourselves that we can make finals, it's it's just another year wasted. Yeah, that's the the other thing is we're five and nine and we've had one debutant. <laughs> yeah, that's we've had we're we're thirteenth. We've had one kid. You know, Geelong have had eight debutants this year. Yeah. And they're yeah. what their second or third in the ladder. Yeah. And that just talks about in culture and volumes, right? That just shows well, that the second team is yeah, just we um, are not aware of where we're at. Like we keep playing the same guys yeah. over and over and expecting better results. Yeah. And we're not getting them. Mm. Um, I don't know. There's, it could be a million different reasons for that. but I want to see Willis in. Wills. 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 <laughs> well, he's going to be in. I agree. I'd like to see him in. And, and for that whole reason of there's guys that I think should be playing on the outside of packs, like Trelaw. Yeah. Um, that Wills and Dugowie should be on the inside. I was just going to say, him with Dugowie would be yeah. amazing. He's a big see. bodied, uh, he, can, and he, and he, get, he runs up a lot of tackles. I think last year he got maybe t- like the most tackles in Should three rounds for yeah. ever in Collingwood. Yeah. He's he been had, injured, that's why. He's been injured the yeah. whole time. Yeah. 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 That would be, I, a, I would bring him in he, as soon as this week. He certainly that's showed very promising signs He had a really good game on, yeah. Oh, yeah. in the VFL. Yeah. Him, 25 man, disposals. Yeah. Talking about Wills, we're going to go... Are we going to go? Bianca's VFL rap. We're going to go straight to the VFL going rap. Straight to the VFL rap. It was actually a pretty exciting game. We played at Vic Park uh, against Footscray and won by five points. And it was the story was told really well um, in the VFL thread. It was it was one in the last like second of the game. I think yeah. it was after the siren that Footscray had a, a shot for goal and they hit the post. Right. And um, Smokey in the VFL thread, I was just following his his post. Yeah. 
Um, he's ring the ring the siren for fuck's sake. Dog set shot on goal, scores level. Crocker covers himself in glory. Everyone's sitting on the edge of their seats, commenting like, "Give us an update." <laughs> <laughs> Dogs mark 50, fifty meters out. Siren goes. And then someone else, Soli Thunder, good for footy, and goes, hit the post, we won. <laughs> it was a pisser. But, um, yeah, look, we, we had a pretty good game. It was scrappy footy on a windy day for the first half of the game. I know the trade draft, I think it was, left. Oh, no, the backman guy left at halftime because he just couldn't handle the cold. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know, the, the best on, I would say... Wills was really good. Blair had a good game. Um, Keith kicked a few goals. Mm. Crocker killed it. Um, and McLarty. McLarty had a fantastic game as well. Yeah, I'd like to see him play. Um, Reed kicked the goal. Curbs got up and about as well. Um, but yeah, Sharon Bird. The, the back line seemed like it was better than our AFL back line. We had mm-hmm. Varco, Reed, and Sharon Berg, and they killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Varco um, actually. Look at the stars in that back line. <laughs> I know, it was amazing. What, hold on, who did, we, who did we have in the AFL? Uh, Ramsey, Langdon, Langdon, and. <laughs> Ramsey, Langdon. He showed up in the last two yeah, minutes Langdon. taking pack well, yeah. I forgot to say about Langdon, the thing is, the reason he started playing well, how is being tagged, he's an intercept. So yeah. he just plays like his natural mediocre intercept game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ace, Ace did a few clever things that went quiet at the end, but I don't know. Um, Who's uh, who would you say is pushing for promotion? Pushing for promotion, I'd say Wills was Ooh, really good. Kirby. My boy Wills. <laughs> I'm hoping Kirby can make Wills. it in. I really am. But he he didn't have as big a game as he has had in the past. He had. He did have two goals, um, five touches, though. He was a bit, bit quiet. Um, Dacos was fairly good. He's been consistent all year, 19 touches. Um, Crocker was fantastic. So if he makes it back in the side, I, I wouldn't be surprised. What about Brownie? Um, Brown Brownie didn't play. did not oh, play. Did hmm. No. What about Chris Mayne, Bianca? Resting up. Ooh, good question. Maine, How'd he go? Maine kicked a goal, although I believe it was quite an easy one, apparently. Oh, no, you know what? It, say that it, wasn't, it wasn't even Maine, and this is a good point that I was going to make. Everyone on the, on the forum was saying that Collingwood don't give a shit about their VFL side. On the website, they put up the wrong stats and said that Maine kicked the goal. <laughs> <laughs> the song sounded like it was played through a car on the radio across the train tracks. <laughs> and there was no clock on the scoreboard, so everyone was just guessing how much time was left. There was someone that said, I'm surprised they even remembered to bring the football. <laughs> so yeah, it was, um, I don't know. But so maybe Maine kicked the goal. Maybe. maybe. Who knows, maybe right? I don't think he did. Um, yeah. But yeah, it seemed like we didn't muck around with the ball as much as we do do in the AFL. There wasn't a massive disposal getting sort of game. Um, but I think that Shaz was probably best on with twenty touches, and Wills was a close second. Hopefully, see them both for the rest of the year. <laughs> What's wrong, mate? It's just like you guys are hi- like we're we're highlighting VFL players that should have been in the side waiting for us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Uh... So talking about uh... <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> While you're on a, lo- a roll, Louis, you yeah. need to take us through the votes. Yes. Yeah. Medal for 2010 is Scott Emery. Yes, of course. Sunday afternoon at the G and a 24-point so, loss. Yes, definitely. So Your best um, midfielder, best defender, best forward. Okay, got you. So we'll start from the midfield. Degoey. We all loved him. He's um he's our best in the midfield. Thirty just oh, there was disposals. Um, 82% uh, kicking efficiency. That's not bad. 
Yeah. Head and was, shoulders above was, everybody. Yeah, yeah, he really was. His kick efficiency was sick. Yes, that's ridiculous. Yes. Laser and, passes, and as as well as he was, you know, playing that well, that kind of standard. You know, he laid six tackles, and um, what I noticed is that the ball just kept on coming to him, and he was a beautiful uh, distributor. So yeah. every time he got it, he put it in the perfect place for the person, uh, the player to come on. I said to you on the weekend, every time he went near the ball, I was so excited. Like, he's just yeah. the most exciting player to if watch. If that's a sign of a player, if that's what he's going to oh. be, then we're, we've what done okay. What was that okay. comment he made about Swanee and Pendles and Dugowie that we all were like, man, that's too far. Like, I come stand on. by <laughs> The Rat Pack. Um, uh, well... I don't agree with this. Yeah, I didn't want to have to say it on the podcast. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with this. But I said that um, not since Buckley played have I seen a player... Head and shoulders above all other other players on the field. Wow, that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Um, but why was he on the fucking bench for when the game oh, was there to be won? I, I think, uh, when I, I honestly think it was a, a tale of that he couldn't get on because the ball no, was on the other side of the field. That, that's bad rotation. Like it was at that, at that point, all but right. it's still two minutes before that. We we were in a chance for the game, and he is was... that his decision though, Don? Yeah, it's, no. not, it's a little. No, it is a little bit his decision if he decides. So they have to take responsibility. They know that they have a certain amount of times they can run off the field. So he made us go, look, I'm out of tickets here. I've done everything I can in the third. I'm out of, I'm out of gas. I need five minutes. And then he just couldn't get back on. Mm. Uh, going back maybe like maybe seven rounds ago, eight rounds ago, Pendlebury was off for... Uh, About the same 14 minutes. minutes. 14 yeah. minutes against yeah. St. Kilda. We, we lost the game. Yeah. Um, that game was a horrible game that we went to again. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't the only one. I think it happened to Jonathan Patton in yeah, the GWS game where he couldn't get back on in the yeah, final. Yeah, actually, that was a big deal, wasn't it? Does, for sure. It does definitely yeah. happen. But he, I agree I with you. I was spewing, though. That was horrible. It's not frustrating. Like, if you're in that kind of form, wouldn't you just go, there's, you know, six minutes left in the last quarter? At that point, we were still a I couple just gotta of go, goals. You know, you just got to go. Still a couple of goals within it. We still had a sniff of it, and our best player for the day was on the on the bench. I'm, I'm that excited about that game that it almost uh, over overrided the disappointment the of the loss. Yeah. If he can turn yeah. into the A yeah. grader that we want him to be, then we have flexibility in the summer. We can start making some moves. That's what I've heard about him since he came into the since he came into our squad. That he's this guy's got mad potential. He's yeah. got that big, big body frame, like a young Buckley when he came into the, into Collingwood. It just depends where we're going to put him on the field. We'll see how it goes the next couple of months. Who's the best defender? This is a tough one. Um, look, at first, I'll be honest with Andrew. At first, I, I thought... The reason why I thought Hal was our best defender was because he was in a lot of, um, a lot of defensive plays. Uh, he was the only player that he was... Like you look at the stats, it was twenty three possessions, three tackles, seven clangers. Um, his his efficiency was was decent. The other players close to him were Crisp and Maynard. Crisp was laid nine tackles, which I which I overlooked, which I think goes a long way. So, look, uh, I I think I think I got to give it to Crisp. I think I got to give it to Crisp in the end. It's really tough because yeah, I, I felt I felt that defensive. Uh, uh, defense was really out of whack. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I just like to think that how stood up in a lot of his uh, contests. He got, he got underdone. Um, I didn't see any of his other teammates uh, talking, uh, talking too much to him. Um, but what I saw of Chris was that he was pretty clean um, and that he was aggressive at the play. Maynard was his not as at his best. He was at his, you know, average. I mean that that was it for the defense. Uh, 
done made a lot of mistakes. They all did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree, Chris, probably Langdon, but I, it's, yeah, it was a dirty day for the defender. Langdon. You couldn't find a good defender. Like, you couldn't find an outstanding <laughs> I mean, defender. I, I, I really we, struggled. I really struggled. I really struggled at the end. Yeah. And the to, time where he, the tried, goal. he tried to take Awful. a specky in these men. And then, oh, and yes, the yeah. yeah. And then or the, when he turns it over when he's kicking out, yeah. he marks that. Oh, that was bad. I forgot yeah. that one. I, I know yeah. all of these things that really um, killed our momentum. Definitely, yeah. our momentum. I don't think I've ever seen him have a worse game. Yeah, it was his worst game of the year. His worst it's game. His it worst, worst game, game, and he's still racking yeah. up those stats. His worst game yeah. was still, still not. Yeah. Not that. Ter- if all Australian had a worst game, like that was it. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, your best forward. My best forward um, was Faz. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah. You know, yeah. what really um, did it for me when he, um, it was late in the game. Um, I think it was, I think we were cooked at that stage, but he got the ball and a swift a couple of maneuvers, freed himself up, slotted it through. And you know what? When as soon as he got the ball, I was just like, this is the right guy to have the ball in forward one. Mm. This guy's going to keep going. And, he, and he, every time he went back, he went quickly back to kick the goal and he marked the ball. Um, three goals to one. Um, I just thought he showed. You know, great confidence overall. Um, there was a few minor errors that he did where he, I think he kicked it to a, uh, one of the Hawthorne players when he kept on, he kept on falling down in contest, like not keeping his feet. Um, that really like made me think, oh, you know, it really pissed me off at that stage. But overall, I think he was the best forward player. Saliba made a good point about that kick into the forward line that you're talking about that yeah. he stuffed up. Yeah. Was that was meant to hit Cox, mm-hmm. and he just didn't lead for it properly. Cox it, it, went the wrong way. It, it should have yeah. been. It should have. It should have worked out. It was a good kick in the end. Cox didn't go Story of Collingwood year though, like if one player goes there and the other one goes over. Yeah, pretty much, just, pretty much, man. Come on, yeah. like. So look, those are my votes. I think I think Faz deserves the. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. What do you think of Hosky's game? Because there's a lot of hate for Hosky as well. There's a lot of hate for Hosky. Heaps of hate for Hosky, isn't there? He didn't play a hard game. That's why. I don't think he ever does though. He sort of. It's the first time that I actually saw what you guys are talking about, where he needs to put on those few extra kilos. I never really like. I. I mean, I agree, but I never really saw how much it impacts his game. Look, until until Sunday. For some, for some reason, look, he's done enough to be in the side for every game, right? Mm. Every game he Mm. does enough. Look, open field, give it to the guy. He's gonna run from one end to the other. Lightning quick and the flair he's got suits Collingwood. Oh, you know his accuracy. We've backed him every week. You know the way he go when he's in front of goal. I I back him when he's in front of goal. Mm. Him, Elliot, Faz. Yeah, I do. He, he's been skirting like his bad games. He he skirts with getting dropped. I think, but he just does just enough. Or he lives off the the game before where he's had a better you know twenty yeah. touch game. I think I think he's a guy you persist with because you just want to get games into him. Yes. You want him to yeah. play with the midfield more. You want him to play with the forwards more. I think they're sure. looking at what he can do yeah. and what he will hopefully be able to do. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I think he he can be a really good wing player for us. He's a yeah. guy that you want to find out. You want to find more about. Yes. Like, there's other guys you get frustrated with and you go, look, I've, geez, I've I've seen enough of him. Yeah. You know, like go away, come back in a month. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. <laughs> Talking about interesting. I have been waiting for this since Sunday afternoon. Big footy and social media have been <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I want the social media rap with Saliba. All this computer hacking is making me thirsty. I think I'll order a tab. Oh, no time for that now. The computer's starting. Um, thanks. Well, after that massive uh, talk up, I don't really have much this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, I've got a few things. Um, now, after the game... 
Uh, Tom Langdon's game was uh, uh, Campbell 0-2-3 Rhodes. Hmm. He turned it around the fourth, had to make up for some absolutely shocking mistakes early. And then Pedro replies, couple of good grabs in the last, but where's the urgency? He gets to the ball and just stops like he has all day. Get some hustle for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's like he prepares for the game with Valium and Mogador. <laughs> <laughs> so I found that really funny. Oh, that is so true. Um, Frank Gallagher wrote in the ins and outs. Um, Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Um, out, Adams, Broomhead, Moore, Sidebottom in the Dacos Goey, uh, sorry, Dacos Keefe, Brown, Kirby. We need to protect our draft pick now. And then, <laughs> Wixie writes... Uh, if that's the plan, if, you, if your plan is to lose, why are you dropping Adams? He's <laughs> <laughs> good for at least two turnover goals, <laughs> which was which was true. Um, I read on the AFL update: twenty minutes in the second quarter, Taylor Adams had thirteen disposals, ten clangers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the most clangers ever recorded in a game is thirteen. I checked it on the AFL app, and they were really kind to him. So I don't know about that, but wow, yeah. Um, so the injury update was yesterday, and um, Blackmores. By Blackmores, thank you. We need to get oh, that in. Jeff Walsh. Oh my God. I don't know if uh, you guys know what the sponsor is, but it's Blackmores. Anyway. Blackmores. <laughs> so um, it wrote that uh, Oxley will be uh, ready in ten to eleven weeks. Robert G. Twenty-two writes. Good, good to know. <laughs> Oxley will be ready in ten to twelve weeks. He should be available for selection in the second round of finals. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was that. Um, but uh, did you have any social media comments this week, Bianca? I always um, end my segment on a high, and you're like, "Well, I uh, actually have something to say." No, no, no. I had um, one interesting one, but Dom pretty much sums it up about Hine. Hine has sabotaged this list for long enough. If Bucks go, so must he. Robert Harvey and Rocker need to go somewhere else and continue to learn their coaching craft elsewhere because they've done an awful job developing our backline and forward line. <laughs> But then again, when you're given spuds to develop, all you're going to get is a packet of chips. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Like, oh, yeah. Hines the guy that... Whatever. Is he the guy, or is it Rendell, that recruits? No, no, no. So, Rendell's part of the recruitment team, but Derek Hine is the manager, the list manager, so he looks after contracts, he looks after yeah. recruiting, and he also looks after draftees. Like, yeah, yeah. he's the one that, like, so he has a team, they all, you know, bring their information, their research to him, yep. and he goes, yeah, I want to pick... Jordan to go at five. I want to pick Scott Penderbury. See, he's picked up. I reckon he, unless we can find someone better, I think he stays because he's picked up. He's got a lot of good wins on his. Yeah. He rarely waits to pick un, under twenty. So I, yeah. I think yeah. that he's a, a good uh, talent scout. I would just Absolutely. like you are no longer allowed to recruit mature age players. Yeah, like, oh, like you're no longer to. You're no longer when you're allowed making to decisions manage decisions like Maine yeah. and Wells. You're no longer t- allowed to manage the list. We're going to get a proper like a, a Graham Wright Hawthorne type of yeah. You know, like actual it. manager that can you know like a Stephen Silvani that goes through a list. Yeah, and you you know we want a proper mature age recruiter. You can look after the kids, but you're yeah. done. You're yeah. done with. Agree 100%. Yeah. And hopefully it comes uh, through in that uh, list. Uh, what are they doing? The, the, the review. The review. The fabled review. review. Yeah, oh, review. I'm pumped yeah. to see that. I'm very interested to see But that um, to end uh, the segment, we've got a new segment that I've started actually this week. Um, it's called Salib Bloopers <laughs> with Saliba. Is there a tune? 
Um, yeah, there'll be editing something. We'll, <laughs> we'll give it a Yeah, this is it. Wait. Sling boogie. Sling boogie. You don't have to do that over mine. No, don't worry. It was, it was <laughs> so, um, last week we lost to... We lost the game to Port Adelaide. Yeah, we did. And um, a guy named Sean Langdon uh, wrote this comment that got 140 likes on the uh, Collingwood football sure. post. Yeah. I feel bullied by this club. Every week I... S- <laughs> <laughs> Every week I start out positive, full of life. Think, <laughs> I haven't gotten to the funny part yet. <laughs> yeah. It's so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> then Colin would play and I want to fist myself. <laughs> um, Paul Piermont writes, make sure you use heaps of lube, mate. <laughs> Con Brown is like, I felt like that halfway through the third quarter. It's only that I had too many port supporters sitting around. <laughs> and then um, four likes to Liam Wilson. Then you should keep at it. You'll end up a St Kilda supporter. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun. Not bad. That was very good. Really good. Not bad. Good, good segment. Nice. Okay. Lovely segments. Why did you change this now? Like, Can't wait for this. Oh no, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> no, it was actually the part that we look forward to all <laughs> Alright, off the highs, the dizzying highs of the social media segment, we're going over to Mikey's Internet. And welcome to the massive lows of the Internet. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back this week after a nice little week off. Um, I don't even know where to go with this anymore. I mean, with Reed's out, are we just going to start dropping Pendlebury? Trelaw, Grundy. <laughs> we may as well just rest them up if we're going to rest up Reed. It's friggin' ridiculous. Yep. But, um, so, I feel as though finals is obviously out of the picture. I can't see a little roll happening where we get seven of eight. No, oh. I can't see us getting eight of eight. I, uh, I can't too. If I can't see us getting five of eight. I'll be completely honest. So, if the roll guy's out, <laughs> But if the roll goes on, I've told you. If the roll goes on, I've told you. I've told you, man. I love it if we make finals now. I don't think Dom can even say I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> He's off. You've formed his off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think because of that fact, I think we just need to play some youngsters. We need to try and give the fans hope. We need to start looking forward to next next season. Yeah. Like, surely. Right. So, but I am going to like contradict myself here. I want Barco in. Yeah, Barco. Yeah. Barco's a bit older, but Barco's the man. Barco on the yeah, weekend, he sort of didn't go as aggressive. He um he rested his hamstring a little bit more, That's but he enough. he was he was pretty good. I think once Barco's in, he'll go he'll go hard. He always one, does. One really quick thing: when Barco got injured, what was the injury report? How many weeks was Barco? Two to three. Two to three. Two to three. Two to three. It was what? only a strain, but he re-injured it. Man. He re-injured it. Yeah. Oh well. But I. It, it was a <laughs> There's well, we a post today that our, that our, whoever's doing the rehab is doing horrible. Yeah, it's doing a very poor job. Same yes. fucking black Adolf Hitler's doctor. Um, <laughs> we just spent all the way, money on Wayne. Talking about talking about Blackmore's injury update, I, I looked with interest today yeah. and found that Daniel Wells was still two to three weeks away. Mm-hmm. How's that possible? Two to three weeks, he was due to join the main training next week and we'd be able to know where he's at from there. That means... What a fucking waste. He's done, uh, what is it, a, a, a five-week calf or a six-week calf? Six-week. So, Barco did two hamstrings that are worth nine weeks. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Wells is, I think, 11 weeks now for the season, for the same calf, or for the good, no, for both calves. Yeah, for I both. forgot he was on the team. Uh, I'll be honest, he isn't even on my sheet here, because I'm not even thinking about Wells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is just, uh, Legit question for you all. I think he doesn't play for the rest of the season. Put him in a Lazarus chamber or something. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? I agree. Oh, I agree. Uh, I, 
it's gonna, well, it's gonna yeah. look sad when we're say six and ten or six and eleven or and we bring in a thirty two year old yeah. and, and then he injures yeah. himself straight away again. Yeah. Hmm. It's crazy to think like if the the game that he did play, I didn't mind it. He did we, good things. We he all played liked really him. nice. We he did look good, man. I think it was a risk that Buckley good. took and we all understood why and it didn't pan out, but like we can't really get too angry. But we don't get the main thing. We don't get it at all. Oh, the main, main. main. Yeah. I thought you like, there's a main thing. <laughs> and it's main. <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> anyway, back to the internet. <laughs> so to the outs, I mean, I'm still sticking with Broomhead. Get out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Done with you. Langdon, obviously, I'm not sure why he's in the team. Um, Goldsack and Moore. I actually didn't even read the Blackmore's update because I'm uh, sick of hearing about Blackmore's. So I assume they're both out. I think they're both out. Um, 56. Yeah, they're, both had, they're both had fitness tests. I, yeah, yeah. I think Goldsack was a concussion and a broken nose. Yeah, I think they're both. Nose. I'm pretty sure they're both down. <laughs> it's pouring up blood. <laughs> um, it I've was got, piercing out. Yeah. I've got Greenwood. Unless Greenwood tags from now on, I actually have him out. Yeah. If he's going to yeah. play on the half forward, yeah, get, him, done, Mikey, get him out and bring in Kirby, Dacos, someone yeah. who's actually going to oh, actually, yeah. no, no, same. I should really like Greenwood, but if he's, oh, just, if Greenwood. He, if he's just going to play on the half forward, it's a waste. Yeah, if you're not going to utilise him, then he's no point being yep. there. Who are your mate? So my ins, I've got Ovarco I want to see in. I feel as though Sacks out, I want to bring Shade in. We may as well try and develop a Why young, young keep key Why not? Uh, Wills, I want in. I yeah. loved Wills last season. I He's back. Will Wills in, as I said. Um, with Greenwood to say out, Kirby, bring him, bring him in, try him out. Yeah. And the other one, I'm sort of like, I mean, Reed obviously comes in, but I think in the whole sort of playing youth, do you play Sharonberg instead? Instead, or do you drop someone else to get Reed in, or does Reed go forward and you drop Cox? Or I'd love to see Sharonberg play. Like, I mean, I think game. Sharonberg should play. Should play. I think Sharonberg yeah. should be in, but he's yeah. playing that Reed spot. Because I'd say you keep Lyndon Dunn as your number one lockdown defender. He stays oh, in. See, I think Lyndon Dunn shouldn't have played this week because Buckley should have was... understood why he recruited Lyndon Dunn. Yeah, as a depth place. player. As a depth player. Yeah, no, fair call. Maybe you drop Dunn, you bring Shade in for Dunn. Reed and Sharonberg come I wanna, in. I want to see Shade and Reed in the same line. Yes, yeah, yeah. definitely, like, man. Yeah. I don't want Reed to leave. No. Under no like circumstances do I And there's talks of um, his brother wanting to come to Melbourne. There was a lot of talks on the Big Footy oh, Forum about massive. him Rick going to Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could be the opposite now. Yeah. Yeah. Put up very dirty after getting dropped. Of course you would. All Australian would. Full of back. course you would. I just want to cuddle him. I'm not gay at all. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that cuddle. fucking classic? And then we'll see what happens. I'm going to see Reed at Sydney yeah, and hate Reed now. The horrible reality of where we're at is that is that selection will come around on Thursday night and we'll hate we'll, it and we won't yes. like it 100% no one will like it and we will have we'll have no idea about our direction it will give no way, no clue to like what are we doing are we, Should we email are we playing kids are we I reckon <laughs> are we going to exactly that list Mike well, is bad I have a feeling our ins and outs will be that exact mix we'll bring in some youth but they'll be like should we be playing those youth in a way and we'll bring in some experience yeah. that we don't need and they'll just pick a few to say, we'll try and win the game, but at the same time, we'll maybe just yeah. play these youngsters here, but it won't really do anything. It'll still look shit. I think it gives me a little bit of hope is that um, in his press conference, Buckley looked like he was resigned to the fact that he was gone. So maybe okay. they said to him, look. Maybe it's the whole, no, like, it is the, the it is the whole Tony Shaw thing now. Like, it. Bucks, youth now. Season's over. They're not going to tell him till the end of the year. 
I don't think. I, I just, there's no scenario where he's going to know or anyone's going to know. Yeah. Unless we start losing by 10 goals every week from here on in. Just going to say, do you think he knows that he's going to quit? Well, that's the thing. There could come... So, like, the next two months is pivotal for him, pivotal for the club. But say we go on like we have for the year so far. We, we're competitive. We win three of our last eight, say. We finish with eight, nine wins. Mm. Uh, the, oh, look, this is just my opinion. I think this is what the club will do is they build a narrative where they can go, look, he's been competitive all year. We've been unlucky with kicking, goal, blah, blah, blah. And they'll, he'll create a narrative... Yeah. But if we start getting pumped, like I'm talking, oh. when the players give up, yeah. that's when he'll go, look, I think I have to walk. Yeah. Like, I've tried everything, and we've been here for six years, um, we've got, we know we seem to be going down instead of improving, you know, where this is the year we should have improved. Next yeah. year, definitely. Def- definitely. But we have to show year. something leading into next year. 100%. I think if they don't tap him on the shoulder, it's detrimental to the club, because he's going to be trying to win games. Mathematically, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. For his for his own career, hundred percent. And if he coaches next year, I think that's catastrophic for Collingwood. I can't see how him coaching next year is going to be any different, better uh, for like than this yeah, this no. year. It's just going to be the same thing. Yeah, next year. I, said, I said it on Big Footy today. Scribe twenty six, if you're listening, um, <laughs> that there's improvement in the list. Whether it's Buckley, Paul Ruse, whoever it may be, there's someone that's going to experience a very sharp jump. Because it's just yeah. going to plug the holes of the forward, plug the holes of the key back, yep. get another midfielder or two, and someone's going to enjoy the fruits of the last 100%. four or five years. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. Uh, I don't think it's going to be catastrophic if Buckley coaches on. I do. I think it's going to be a PR nightmare that for the club to sell. How, if they, how, how they can they spin this to yeah. give him another two, three years? Look, I love Buckley, but he has no imagination as a coach. Yeah. I, I think, look... I like Alistair Clark. So He like, seems it's very straight up and down, doesn't he? So yeah. this is it, we're just yeah, done. Yeah, so obviously in it's, modern nah. in modern footy, look, it's always been on the coach. But the team surrounding him, I think one of his biggest issues is the team that he selects to surround him. Bob Harvey is one of oh, the yeah, bo- most boring, yeah. unimaginative people. Yeah. That I, have you ever heard him talk? Um, no, maybe in a couple of barely presses speak, here and he there. Barely but... speaks English. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scotty Burns came with some big raps from West Coast, did good things there. I'm, I'm willing to give him a, a bit of a pass. I'd be happy to keep Burnsy. Um, I love Burnsy. Sandoz? You can't really tell. Like All you're doing is speculating. Like, is Sando, you're right. Is, is, yeah, well, you're really speculating about it. You can't really t- know what all their roles are in the club. Yeah. When you say Scotty Burns, I'm happy to have him. That's only because Scotty Burns is a champion. <laughs> yeah. 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 Scotty you know Burns I mean? is a fucking legend. It's hard, but I agree. I think there needs to be a review of the coach, uh, all the coaches. Oh, yeah, look, if Buckley was to say, I would say, look, we, we like you as a figurehead. We like your media performance. We think the, cl- the players love you. We, we like the direction that you're trying to go to. But the rest of your coaching team and the, your, your coaching philosophies and your game day plans and your, you know, your selection policy and everything else, it's got to go. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It has to go. Everything has to go well, and you have to start again. We can still have him doing the Blackmore's injury updates. We need someone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, Bucks would be like the new president and take over Eddie Maguire's role? <laughs> I don't know. Cool. Maybe one day. I would have him as CEO and replace yeah. Gary Pert. Yeah, actually, that would be mm. amazing. So, I guess we, my closing question... I want to get uh, an opinion from everyone before we close off for the week is where you would sit if Collingwood did reappoint Nathan Buckley. I, would, I would probably not watch many games next year. Uh, that's I bad. think... You I, would not watch Collingwood. He says that honestly, now, but he wouldn't. I probably won't like, pay that much attention to the rest of the season, honestly. But the thing is, I just have a saying that I'll say, we'll move to Louis. 
you, um, only a fool tries the same thing and expects a different result. Louis? I like that saying. I like we'll that Suit them saying. up! Let's go to the pie! <laughs> Do it again! Come 10th, 11th, the 12th, the 30th, the 14th. Um, no, if, um... No, actually, actually, I agree with. I'll give you guys the truth. I, I've been so opti- so optimistic about this about this Buckley coaching this season and us making it even to fucking ninth to get to to even get by him another season. Yeah, I would. That would be all right. I don't see him coaching next year. I I just don't see it ever happening. If he was. If he was to coach next year, I would be, I wouldn't be pumped for the season like I was this year. I would kind of be expecting a um, two game season. Uh, I don't know, like a half ass season, like we've seen for the last four years. Well, so the thing, if they extend him, right, it's not going to be for one year because they're not going to want to go into the, no. the trap of having this whole controversy all over again. It's going to be minimum two, maybe three. And I don't see that happening, Dom. Mm. Bianca? Just don't. Yeah, actually, if it's like minimum two or three, that's, that's tough. I mean, I, in 2014 and 15, I still had hope and faith that he could pull it together. But nearing the end of his contract, and not only is there no improvement, but our wins continue to de- decline, our basic skills aren't there, and the players seem to have no heart when they're playing anymore. Having said that, I'd love to see Buckley just miracle turn it around, get signed up and, and somehow get into the finals in the next couple of years. But if it's minimum two or three years, I, don't, I just don't see it happening. Mm. Mikey? If, if he gets picked up next year, I will be just incredibly pissed off. I think, I Aww. mean, I would, I love the man, I love the man, but your time as coach is done. I mean, I would watch the first few games of the season, and if they looked anything like this year, I'd just be off. I wouldn't waste my time, because I would just have better things to do. It'd be incredibly hard to sell. So, we have to keep in mind that we're thinking and talking about this after a disappointing loss, another disappointing year. So, let's say in a month we bring the conversation up after we've had a great win over Sage Along, or we've won a couple in a row, or a couple of the kids will look good, where it may look... Okay, but I think it's going to be a hard sell. Membership-wise, supporter-wise, I don't see it happening, but I can see the club trying to create the narrative. So, Essendon, MCG, Saturday afternoon. I want a tip, goal scorer, and uh, best on ground. Saliba. Um... Jeez, I reckon Essendon will win a boring game by 20 points. (laughs) Um, highest goal scorer will be Elliot because remember last last time in the season his second game back he killed it yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah I think and I don't see penals having two bad games in a row but the goal is going to kill it man yeah oh love it Louis <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say we win by 25 points um, I'm going to say that um, Taylor Adams has best on ground, most disposal, best kicking efficiency. I think he has the best game on ground, and I and I agree with Andrew saying that Elliot kicks three goals. Bianca, I have weird confidence in Collingwood going to win by thirty six points. Um, the goal is going to be best on for Schultz, yeah. and for Solo is going to kick most goals. Mikey, yes, and then a win by about three goals at least. <laughs> um, 
Geordie will be best on ground again. I think he's going to string a couple together. And most goals, probably Joe Danaher. <laughs> oh, yeah. That hurts me so much. So, I am going to tip Essendon, but I actually think Collingwood are going to win one of those games that, you know, after him. all of the heartbreak and all of the anger, we're going to win a game that, you know, when tip we should him, be taking. Tip him, loser. Just tip him. Collingwood by 32 yeah. points. Yeah. <laughs> <Peer> pressure. <laughs> I think uh, Rupert Wills will be best on hey, ground. <laughs> and Ben Reid will kick four goals. I thought he was going to say Kirby. Kirby will kick four goals. Do you guys think Vaka will play? Yes. If yeah, he's I really do. fit, he's Did you miss yeah. the in segment? <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's not Blackmore, so I don't know if it's true. <laughs> Why? Is it because I'm white? <laughs> yeah, it's white Until next week. Cheerio.